Hi, hi guys. Um, keep on spreading the word, the love, the faith. Um, this is what we are doing. I am here just sharing the Bible and reading his word. And so today, uh, the music that we are going to listen to for a worship song is For the King and Country, God Only Knows. Um, that's going to be uh, the worship song that we, we sing today and we worship to. Um, we're in Genesis chapter 11 and chapter 12. Um, if you want to listen to my broadcast, it's called Keeping, Keep on Spreading the Word, the Love, and the Faith. That's my broadcast, so you can look that up and, um, either on Spotify or on iTunes, look that up and, uh, just understand what we're reading. We're reading Genesis, we're reading the Bible, and I'm picking something out that stands out to me, something that's really interesting and, um, something that's really cool to do. So, I'm happy that you guys are here, um wanting to spend time, wanting to focus and spend time with the Lord, which is really, really cool. So, what I'm going to do first is, um, we're going to listen to the song, Worship. I'm going to pray and ask the Heavenly Father to come in, fill us with the Holy Spirit. Then we'll read the Bible, and we're reading Genesis 11 and Genesis 12 today. And then I'll share something interesting about it. So here we go. Um, the song is called Full King and Country, God Only Knows. Here it is. Knows. 
change and both mistakes. One's to blame. What if we could start over? We could start over. We could start over. Well, that God only knows, knows what you've been through. God only knows what you say about you. God only knows the real you. Kind kind of love that God only knows. Charlie knows what you've been through. Charlie knows what they say about you. Charlie knows the real you. Can't you love that Charlie knows? Charlie knows where to find you. Golly knows when I break down through. He knows with the will you. There's a kind of love that Golly knows. There we go, and an, an amazing worship song, Golly Knows, by Four King and Country. An amazing song, and so right now, um, let's. Say prayers and ask the Holy Spirit to come in. And then we'll read Genesis 11 and 12. So, dear Holy Father, I pray that we just have a good day and a blessed day today. Pray that um, everything goes well. Pray that you just allow the Holy Spirit to come in to people watching this live, people um, listening to me as I, as I preach. Pray that you allow me to share what you want me to share. It's not for me to get the glory. It's for you to get the glory, Lord. This is all coming from you. Of building me up to want to share life. Because i that's how much I love you, Lord. I just want people to understand the Holy Spirit as much as I know it. So, I'm here to just help people read the Bible. Understand it. And get them to know how to love you more and trust in you more. So I pray that um, whoever's listening, let them feel the Holy Spirit today. Let them know that you're there, your love is present as well. So I pray that um, we just all have a good day and a blessed day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So now let's uh, read. Now let's read uh, Genesis 11. And here we go. Um, I have the book on audio because I understand it better when it's read to me. So, um, here it goes. Here goes the book on audio. Chapter 11. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come. Let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens 
so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. This is the account of Shem. Two years after the flood, when Shem was 100 years old, he became the father of Arphaxad. And after he became the father of Arphaxad, Shem lived 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Arphaxad had lived 35 years, he became the father of Shelah. And after he became the father of Shelah, Arphaxad lived 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah had lived 30 years, he became the father of Eber. And after he became the father of Eber, Shelah lived 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber had lived 34 years, he became the father of Peleg. And after he became the father of Peleg, Eber lived 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg had lived 30 years, he became the father of Reu. And after he became the father of Ryu, Peleg lived 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ryu had lived 32 years, he became the father of Sarah. And after he became the father of Sarah, Ryu lived 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Sarah had lived 30 years, he became the father of Nahor. And after he became the father of Nahor, Sirach lived 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor had lived 29 years, he became the father of Terah. And after he became the father of Terah, Nahor lived 119 years and had other sons and daughters. After Terah had lived 70 years, he became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. This is the account of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. Now Sarai was barren. She had no children. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, 
son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. Chapter 12 The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but will let you live. Say you are my sister so that I will be treated well for your sake, and my life will be spared because of you. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that she was a very beautiful woman. And when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into his palace. He treated Abram well for her sake, and Abram acquired sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, men servants and maid servants and camels. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram. What have you done to me? He said. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her to be my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men, and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had.
Okay, you guys. So, this was Genesis chapter 11 and chapter 12. And what I find really interesting is this is Abram. Abram. And this is where Abram, and then eventually we're going to hear where God says his name becomes Abraham, right? So this is Abram, and his faith was so strong that he was 75 years old when God told him to take your life and move. Everything you collected, move, move away from your father and follow me, and I will tell you where to go. And so that's exactly what Abram did. He left his he left his father's house at seventy five years old, right? He's established. He's called all this stuff at seventy five years old with Sarah, no kids, right? This is a Sarah that has the awesome blessing of an old age still being able to have kids, right? Still being able to have a son, right? Because of uh, because of Abram and Sarah's faith, right? They were able to have a ki- uh, have a kid, but that's in the future. Right now, Sarah is childless, right? They can't have a they can't have a kid, and they are on their way to where God wants them to travel to, right? And Abram and God tells Abram that here it says right here. The Lord appeared to Abram. This is uh, chapter 12, verse 7. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land so that they will build an altar here to the Lord who has appeared to him. So this is awesome. This is a, this is a promise to Abram. That later becomes Abraham. That letter says, Your offspring will be blessed. Right? His offspring will be so blessed that it will be more than the stars. And think about how awesome that is. The beauty of what that is. Right? Of Abraham gaining this blessing later on at life. He doesn't know it yet. But this is so cool to, to see where... Abraham starts, and Abram, he starts here, he goes to Egypt, right? And this is how old Egypt is, this is how cool, this is why I love Egypt so much, is because it has this old Bible history to it that I love, right? So here goes, um, we're still in chapter 12, this is verse 10, Abram goes to Egypt, right? Because there's a famine in the land. And his wife, Sarah, is so beautiful that he says, uh, call yourself my sister, don't call yourself my wife, right? And the, the, right away, the Pharaoh's officials, when they get to Egypt, they see her, and back then, when the Pharaoh official saw a beautiful woman, and automatically was taken to the Pharaoh. And it didn't matter. Um, most of the time it didn't matter if you were married or not. But you gotta remember they have the Lord on their side, right? So Sarah goes gets taken to Pharaoh's household. Now 
this is what this is what a blessing is, right? Because Abram said, "You are my wife, Sarah, but say you're my sister." So Abram got treated so well because of that that he had sheep, donkey, male and female donkey. He had maid servants, male servants, camels. These are things that you get that equal very, very wealthy in Egypt, right? And they were given to him because his because his beautiful sister. That's what they were thinking, right? And later on, um, later on, this is what this is what gets called, is that his beautiful sister be, ends up becoming his wife, and Pharaoh's household gets cursed. That's the interesting about this, right? Is that Pharaoh's household gets cursed, right? Because it's Sarah's wife. It's Sarah, right? Sarah is married to Abram. And this is what the Pharaoh says. Why did you say that she wasn't your wife? Why didn't you say that? You said she was your sister. And see how it says that. It says, now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. This is verse 20. Then the Pharaoh gave orders to Abram to his men and then sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. So everything he had that he that they conquered in Egypt, that they got male servants, female servants, animals, donkeys, camels, sheep, all that equal very wealth in Egypt, right? And they were still God blessed them to be able to take that away from Egypt, to be able to take that away. And that's something very important to understand that this was a blessing for Abram to go to Egypt. It's so interesting, so cool to know that there's these little blessings in here that still happen to all life today, and we just we take them for granted, right? We we take these we take a lot of things for granted, and we have to realize what's a blessing, and and what's coming from the Lord, you know, and everything that comes from the Lord is a blessing, and just how it is in the Old Testament is how we how we are supposed to be, having this strong faith like Abram. And that's what I like about this. That's what I like about chapter 12 in Genesis. It teaches us right away to have that strong faith with the Lord and to trust in Him. So I pray that this helps you guys stay. pray that this gives you guys a little information on what's going on. So tomorrow we will read chapter 13 and chapter 14. Pray that um, you guys have a good day, blessed day. Love you guys and God bless.